sometimes we just need that reminder that we have faced tough times before and you know what's going to happen. We'll get through this big period of change and something else is going to come along and blindside us. And that's just how change goes. Personally, I hate that phrase, the new normal, because this is just the way it goes. It just feels particularly challenging at the minute. Welcome to this week's episode of Unlocked, the podcast to help inspire success in your business and to help you live the best version of you. Hosted by me, Ricky Locke, professional magician, speaker, behavioral trainer, and generally all-round nice chap. And I'm on a mission to help you create success in your business and your life. And each week, I send out additional value to the podcast episode, free tips, tricks, and resources that you can implement right now and create success. If you'd like to receive those free tips too, head over to www.rickylock.co.uk forward slash unlocked. I have some really exciting news coming soon. And for those who sign up, you'll be the first to know about it. In this episode, I talk to Chris Mooney, who's a mindset and resilience coach who helps people deal with change and to help them switch off their autopilot response. And in the episode, Chris talks about how he has 10 top tips for resilience. And you can grab that in the show notes. Make sure you head to the show notes at the end of the episode and download his free top 10 tips. As always, thank you for your continued support and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everybody, it's me Ricky Locke and welcome to another episode of Unlocked, the Ricky Locke podcast. And today we have an amazing guest. We have the amazing Chris Mooney. Hi Chris, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, really excited for this. It's been a, um, a while coming now and uh, really looking forward to our chat. Chris is a mindset and resilience facilitator and coach who has made learning and development his career for more than 20 years. On a business level, he works with his clients to support people to be the best that they can be. And that can range from helping people to deal with change, working together on resiliency techniques for well-being and even personality profiling to raise self-awareness and develop stronger relationships. Then on a personal level, Chris works with people to help them switch off their autopilot responses to develop their mindset and resilience for life's challenges at home and at work. Fantastic work there, Chris. I'm really excited for this because I think as a bit of an introduction really to help the audience understand, we met through wonderful, wonderful mutual friends. Uh, both Alan and Emily from the Yellow Tuxedo. And yes, I've got to did. say that uh, I found this because they were promoting one day on their Instagram stories, YouTube pages that they liked. We were tagged in at the same time and, and it popped up Chris Mooney. I was like, who's this guy? And I, I checked the picture and I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, he's talking about resilience and mindset. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's, that's the, all the stuff that I love and that's what I train. So then <laughs> I found you, watched a couple of your videos and then said, hey, let's, let's, let's connect. And yeah. And then I think our Raz has just been fired up because now <laughs> I see you everywhere uh, for <laughs> I know. some reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think so, it was yeah. one of those, one of those early comments that you made on a video and it was, it mentioned loads of stuff that I love. And I was like, oh, I love that book as well. Oh my God, I love it. We just had a big old loving about the same old mindset stuff, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this has been a really exciting uh, journey of getting us on here. So I'm really looking forward yeah, to this. Me too. Uh, and I think everyone who's listening will really get some great information from Chris here. Chris, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. You keeping well? I am, yes. Yeah, all good. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster year, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, it has, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been good the last few months, I think. Yeah, it's been good the last few months. <laughs> good. good. And one of the things that Chris will probably share with you later on is his YouTube channel. He's 
online presence is fantastic and uh we'll, we'll mention this and plug this in the show notes but his youtube channel is brilliant very engaging very funny and very informative as well so we'll get chris to share that later on but first i think we should uh, just take a deep dive in for everybody listening uh we've mentioned a little bit about your bio but chris how did you get into this what's your journey how did you get into oh, oh my journey <laughs> my cheesy x-factor journey um well i am i'm based in bournemouth uh, in dorset but i am originally from northern ireland and moved over here 24 ish years ago um so i've been doing this since way back when like you said but way back when when we were in the old days calling it training and development what i do i guess it's easier to start from kind of the fact that we spend so much time developing our skills and our qualifications from a really early age and to be good at what we think we want to be good at and what we need to be good at professionally successful um, what we are much much worse at is doing the same when it comes to our resilience um, and I don't know about you but I think it really shows at times like this in terms of the year that we're having yeah we think that we're the finished article we stick our head in the sand we repeat damaging patterns that damage ourselves and those around us and we try and stay so strong um, for everyone or we might be worried about being seen as weak all this stuff kind of going on I, I always think about it as like we're dragging along this emotional baggage <laughs> yes, visible yeah. you know and and we're all kind of a big old bag of issues to varying degrees yeah, um, mine's probably a massive suit <laughs> yeah I was gonna say myself included um, and really what I do is in terms of putting we need to be putting just as much focus onto uh, well not just focus focus time energy commitment towards our mindset because the two are not mutually exclusive you know our skills and our qualifications and so on because the stronger that our mindset and resilience the more successful we can be both personally and professionally especially when something like this hits so that's what I do through that coaching that facilitation I help people to switch off that autopilot mode as you put it um, and really consider how they can do that work on themselves to support their mindset, to feel more resilient and to have stronger relationships around them to get better results. So this is, I mean, it's a, it's a huge place to be in for, uh, you know, for a lot of people right now, mm. you know, resilience is probably going to be titled this year, isn't it? In the definition <laughs> yes. of uh, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. But how did you even get into that? Because one of the key things of why I'm talking to you as well is that your purpose is very similar to me. Uh, and with this podcast is that I want to help people be more successful, but also to help them live the best version of themselves. And you want to help people be the best person of themselves too. So how did you even kind of get into that? Because I'm guessing you didn't just walk out of school and go, yeah, great. I'm going to be a resilience coach, yeah. and mindset trainer. I'm going to do mindset. <laughs> Unless you did, and that's amazing. Well, yeah, that I wish I had now. Um, I know I didn't. Um, I think it's, it's really interesting. I think that if I start off with kind of the slightly, dare I say, more boring kind of answer to that <laughs> question, um, because to me, there is much less boring answer. And that I'll get on to, but I've spent loads of my career focusing on different parts of learning and development that like parts like sales, customer service, management, leadership. But so often what really fascinated me was that it kept coming back to mindset 
So, for example, putting off difficult conversations, mindset, um, people being scared to delegate. We all know how to delegate. We all know the process of, of A to B, but doing it, mindset. Um, that nagging little voice or that imposter syndrome who tells us we're not good enough, even though we've got all the qualifications, like I say, uh, mindset. So um, kind of that's what my main kind of professional passion was to help people with in, in that sense. Um, and what I try to do from CM learning point of view is be much less about the boring models and the TLAs, you know, the three letter acronyms, um, and much more about keeping it real and direct without that corporate jargon to cut through to what's really going on for people. Um, so that that can sound like challenging organizations to look after their people and challenging people to take responsibility for their own development, because until that mindset's there, then we'll only be so successful in terms of how we can develop the skill set side of things. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, professionally how I got into it. But did, I don't know, you might, I might have bored you with my boring no, answer. No, Do you want to? <laughs> um, yeah, um, so the, the slightly less boring stuff of what really drove me. And I, and, and I haven't pivoted to mindset this year um uh, although that would have been a great idea to do <laughs> like you say, it's going to go on for a while isn't it so I, i've been doing it for years and i think the slightly less boring stuff is that i do it because i firstly believe in the difference that it can make and i i know that to be true within myself because we all have our own story yeah. and our own hardships in life um, when it comes to resilience and so a little bit of mine is, is that I've already told you, I grew, I've, I grew up in Northern Ireland back in the 1980s. You can't tell on a podcast, but I, <laughs> I, I am old enough. And my mother was an alcoholic and she separated from my father when I was very little, before I can remember, in fact. And then she went on, she quickly met the man who was to become my stepdad. He was also an alcoholic and they began a very toxic and destructive relationship. And so after years of lots of ups and downs, let's call them, um, I finally moved in with my dad and my stepmom when I was about 11. And then it was around about that time I started to discover and realise that I was gay and um, experienced some homophobia. I hope I don't offend anybody by saying this, but my personal experience was, yeah, it's a pretty challenging place to grow up as, as gay back in, around about that time. And this was um, in Northern Ireland, was it? At in time? Northern Ireland, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. And um, and then my little brother, he was, he's um, 25 now, if I get that wrong, and he listens, it probably kill me. <laughs> um, but he was about, he was born about five years after that and because of my mum's drinking he was quickly taken into care and and so then on on things went and on things rumbled as they do for for all of us and um as I got older around about the time when I was 18 my first boyfriend tragically decided to end his life and wow. then my mum died when I was 23 and my stepdad um my little brother's dad um a few years later he died as well both um through alcohol related um is you know situations so kind of why am i telling you this and kind of um because for me it's like that kind of less boring stuff about what really drives me um to do this and i'm more than comfortable talking about it because i have worked well through all that stuff over the years um, because for me, from a really early age, I had a choice point there and I could work on how I was feeling and the emotions that I was experiencing, or I could choose to ignore and repress them. 
So it did also help, by the way, because my stepmom was at the time she was studying to become a social worker. Um, so we were constantly her guinea pigs for counselling and <laughs> coaching and all that kind of stuff. So I did get some free support there. Um, uh, but in the space of a few years and from a really young age, I learned so much about my own mindset and my own resilience that I think I yeah. might have otherwise missed. So I, I learned how to manage that little nagging voice I mentioned, that inner critic when I would blame myself for my mum's drinking. I would beat myself up about why can't I help her? Why doesn't she love me enough to stop? Um, I um, I started to understand the power of where I choose to put my focus. Um, so I really started to learn that I couldn't stop anyone from drinking too much or I couldn't save anyone else's relationship. And and to me, that that really became so much different to the cheesy positive mental attitude. You know, it was it was it taught me to make a really tangible choice about where to burn my energy and why not to burn my energy. And then, yeah, just, I guess, overall that it, it taught me that great impact of the words that we tell ourselves both out loud and in our own heads and, and how powerful they can be. So that's kind of why I do what I do. Wow. <laughs> did, I, did I take you on a journey? That was, was it? wow. Was it? What an incredible story. I mean, like <laughs> you talk about resilience, the, the traumatic experiences that you would have shared, you know, through the the, the fear at that homophobia, you've also got obviously the alcoholism and, and deaths at such an early age as well. That's wow. What, you know, that's made yeah. the person that you are today. And it, it has, and it, it's, it's what's driven me and drives me to do this as well as, you know, I know I joke about the boring answer, but there is the professional side that there's loads of great reasons for that. But I guess, I guess my point is that we all have, our own story and we all have our own traumas we all have our own experiences in life and that's just a little there was lots of good stuff by the way you know I was really loved you know I had great experiences and memories and stuff like that but what I'm saying is I think for all of us it's about digging a little bit deeper to really understand why we do the things we do why we think the way we think and so much of the time in my experience and what I see in the people that I work with, um, we are so good, um, so good that we're bad um, in terms <laughs> yeah. of pushing that stuff down and just yeah. putting it in a little box and not working with it. And I, and I work with my clients and, and the people that I support. It's very much on a, it's, 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 it's group coaching, it's group facilitation, it's one-to-one coaching. It's not counselling. So I kind of want to make that clear early on. You know, I am about to start um, a counselling qualification, but I am not a counsellor and I don't offer counselling. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this stuff can, there can be a fine line between it because you, you can get yeah. quite deep into yeah, actually yeah. what is going on for people and helping them to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a great experience of this with um, the wonderful Bev Holden. I've mentioned her oh, yeah. so many times now on this podcast yes. and she'll yeah. call me soon. I see Bev on my LinkedIn. Oh, really like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's uh, wonderful. So she's partnered with Kate uh, Kate Roberts from uh, Clear Thinking Partnership and her role yeah. when she coaches me, it, it's that platform to listen. A lot of that stuff that was deep down for me, I was probably pushing down quite a lot. But for her to create that platform where the powerful role of a coach where she literally just says, you know, what more do you want to think and feel? There's, there's no kind of predetermined questions or, or kind of a, a predetermined avenue she wants to take me down. But she just asked me a great question. And I brought that stuff up. But like you said, now I'm accountable because now I can really kind of I, I can bring this out and I can talk about it. And 
I don't have to hide it away because it, it's linked to the to why I do what I do. And it's yeah. important to understand that the past is the past. That doesn't define who you are. You know, yeah. doesn't define who you are. You can choose to decide if you want that to be defining who you are. I'm sure that you meet a lot of people, uh, same in my industry as well, where a lot of their behavior is driven because of their past experience that that's now predetermined the rest of their life. Oh, I'm never going to be a success because yes. I was a failure at such a young age. Or, you know, yeah. what oh, my mum my and dad would say that, you know, you're never going to be able to do that. So I haven't done it. But it's important to acknowledge that, that you have a choice. You yeah. can get hooked into that or make that choice. There is, now, yeah. there, is, there is a choice point there, I think, for all of us. And, and again, many of the people I work with, they say things like, well, I'm the finished article and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And then we start working together and over a period of time, it's starting to go, oh, what? You mean I have total control over how I choose to respond? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. part of that. It's about understanding what that is. I think something else really interesting you just touched on is how we could, yes, using our past to inform kind of our future. Yeah. Um, and that can have really interesting effects on the people around us, whether that's at work or in our personal lives because yeah. so often people will hold us in their image even when we start to change yeah. and it can it can be a real challenge for people to start seeing and perceiving us differently yeah. um, based on all that experience yeah but yeah, yeah I think cho choice is huge and particularly at the minute in a world where there is so much chaos and so much change and I don't know how you feel, but I think there is always so much chaos and so much change. It just yeah. feels even more this year. I think um, by this point this year, I'm ready for anything now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great way to look at it because we're, we're prepared. Yeah, it's taught us a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think in the, with that constant chaos and constant change, often the one thing we do have full control over is that choice that we can make. Yeah, And sometimes that choice might be as simple, but simple doesn't make it easy to apply. But simple, as simple as I'm not going to give that my energy or I'm not going to burn my focus there. I'm going to choose really carefully how I respond. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I know that uh, I believe you're a big fan of Carol Dweck as well. Yes, yes, I like a bit uh, of crowd work. Yeah, yes. and uh, as a behavior trainer, I've trained teams and we used a lot of the whole growth mindset and the fixed mindset model. I remember certainly rocking up to some stores where we were going through a big change in their culture and their strategy and you're taking them from an environment where they've been in there for 25 years the habits were there it's how we've always done things and then you rock that up completely spice them and say right we're going to completely change all that you're now not going to do that you're going to do this instead and yeah. i remember walking into those sessions and there's you know managers in there you know let's say i don't want to i won't be ageist at all but they're, they're older colleagues and they're sitting there with their arms folded going all right, oh then, yeah, come on then, what yeah. Are you about? impress me trainer boy yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. yeah and then i'm sitting there going right this is great you know the first five minutes of this uh you know uh this training session but you see that catalyst you know that that light bulb moment change and at the mm. end of it they're like oh rookie oh my god i, I didn't think of it like that yeah you know, so i can choose to you know, respond differently or my behavior is linked to, you know, yeah. what's important to me in that. It's just funny, isn't it? That people are so fixed because of things, you know, yeah. I, if I think about myself in a way that, you know, growing up and um, hereditary things, you know, like the things that are passed down to you, the, the, the mindset and the beliefs by what your parents yeah. tell you, you know, I generally thought that when I worked in, uh, in Argos, that I was going to be there for the rest of my life because that's just mm -hmm. the way things were 
that's how things always work you know yeah. realizing that you've got that power to go well do you know what i could be this you know the phrase that we used to say a lot is um what do you want to be when you grow up mm-hmm. and um, i'd ask these people you know in their 50s or their 60s and i said what did you want to be you know when you were younger what did you want to be when you grew up and they go oh i wanted to be an astronaut oh really great so what happened you know oh i got a job didn't i, I got a mortgage got some <laughs> bills you know reality and then, yeah yeah reality kicks in and, and that's fine that's understandable but you know when we get to those uh you know i, I quote a great friend here matt edwards used to say that when you're born you're born perfect you have no idea how to you know run sing dance ride a bike and you learn don't you you do it and then when you become an adult you slow down but to that person that i said you know um you want to be an astronaut so would you quit your job tomorrow to be an astronaut and they're like well no i said oh why why is that then oh well i've um I've got, I've got a mortgage. I've got kids. All right. Okay. But, but you could though, couldn't you? And as you start to explain it to me, you go, well, well, yeah, I could. I mean, astronaut is probably, um, it's probably an extreme example for probably a 60 year old to be an astronaut, but we were helping people to understand that you can do this. You can make that choice, but for some people, they're just not prepared to do it. And you have to open their eyes and unlock that fixed mindset that actually this is an opportunity here. Yeah. That great phrase I've shared a lot before in the past was what if, I might yeah. wake up today and see lockdown across the UK. Yeah. And I might go for say whatever, right? This has ruined my business now. Yeah. But what if that day could be the best day of my, you know, my life? What if it's the last day of my life? You know, what if I get a phone call today that someone says they want to book me for a training session or for a wedding and they want to pay five thousand pounds for me? And if I don't wake up with uh, you know a bit of a hope or that growth mindset that today could be a really good day, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be fixed, aren't I? Thinking that this is the worst day ever, and therefore, yeah. nothing's going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. It's really interesting. What did you want to be when you grew up? Ah, oh, I didn't expect that question. Thank you very much. Now, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to be a policeman. Now, this is going to sound really strange, right? But well, I think I had not. an obsession with ties. Yeah, with what ties. And that's not, in, that's not in a kinky way. So please, what, <laughs> just like a, a tie that you wear with a suit. <laughs> yeah. So please, for the listeners. I know, I'll be a policeman then. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I, I wanted to be a policeman because I love crime. I love not okay. committing crime, but I loved, um, <laughs> you know, watching uh, uh, The Bill and things like that. And I remember oh, yeah. a fancy dress. I'd wear like a, a white shirt with a black tie and have the black things. Ah. And now like the police, I don't think they wear ties anymore. Yeah. I think that led into the... Um, doing something similar to become a magician because I wear a tie now maybe it was some sort of I wanted to be this smartly dressed person I don't know and for for listeners watching I'm (laughs) wearing a tie right now I'm wearing like a Hawaiian kind of shirt Um, but yeah I wanted to be a policeman and I still I still love that kind of forensic crime dramas I love it I I always say to Danielle it's that person they've done it and she goes oh bloody hell Ricky you've ruined it you know (laughs) Who knows? Who knows, mate? I don't think I'd be a good policeman. I think I'm too nice. I think well, you still got. Uh, yeah, you would be. Yeah, you would be good cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. But the um the 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 fixed mindset thing that you said, like I did, I did a cheesy video plug. I did a video on this. That was this week's one. In fact, challenging people to think: Do you really have a growth mindset? Because it's a bit like when we when we all say we're great judges of character. I always think, well, we can't all be great judges of character. <laughs> I know some shocking judges of character. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm a shocking judge of character. Um, so, you know, most of us know the 
blah 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 bit about a growth mindset and our natural talents and abilities can be developed thank you carol dweck and um <laughs> but less people know actually what makes up a growth mindset and it's not just about that belief it's about where we put in our focus so we focus completely on what others think of us and trying to look good in front of everyone else and then once once we've cracked those couple of things we can start to think all right so how do i how am I when somebody offers me some feedback? Yeah. Do I kind of smile and nod and pay lip service to it? Or do I fight and argue and reject it? Or do I take it on the chin and, and open myself up to it? Um, so feedback, things like when we when we cock up, when we make mistakes. Yeah, there's all these different elements that kind of make it up. Uh, and it's not, you know, as with so much in life, it's, it's, it's fluid. Yeah. So it's like this year again is is teaching us so much about how what you've just said one day we can wake up and we think yeah i've got this i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for you know whatever i need today and there's going to be some brilliant opportunities come along and then 20 minutes later let alone the next day um we can be in the slumps and go oh my god when, when is this going to stop I've had enough now yeah. yeah and i think it's it's learning to kind of tune in much more to that and that physiology and what, what our body's sending us and, and and really really doing the work on what goes through our head and our heart sometimes yeah, yeah. Um, to understand it there's nothing wrong with being strong and there's nothing wrong yeah. with sticking our head in the sand for a short while it gets us through but stuff like that turns really yes. quickly into unhealthy coping mechanisms yeah um, but yeah. i know it, it rings a bell because i know we connected over sumo before you know it's that e plus yeah. r equals o you know, yeah. absolutely have that wallow time, head in the sand, but yeah. make that choice not to make it a, a long permanent thing. It's just a temporary thing. You know, so if tomorrow I have a really bad day and I want to be on the sofa all day, that's fine. But not get sucked into that, that you make that choice and say, yeah, do you know what? Next day I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do something, I'm going to write in my journal, I'm going to go get some exercise to get me in that mindset. Yeah. Chris, I want to say something actually, because um, you obviously mentioned this about fear and my uh, funny story about the 60 year old that wanted to be an astronaut. I think you've just said it really well there about perception about what people think of them for that 60 year old, you know, and a lot of people who might be wanting to even pivot right now or even changing things. You know, mm -hmm. if I turn around on social media and said, yeah, do you know what guys are gonna be a policeman? Yeah. Probably going to get a load of comments or, you know, and that could damage me, you know, but I think that fear really creeps in because people think, Oh, you know, there's no way I, I can't do that because what will people think of me? You know, I've got a mortgage, I've got kids. I can't just change my complete career. And then what yeah. they do is they ride out that same career that they're not happy and they just kind of coast and then they get to the end of their life and then they have those regrets thinking, I wish I did that. Mm -hmm. So do you think that a lot of it is linked to fear? Do I think a lot of it's linked to fear? Yeah. Fear, fear. If we've touched on how others might perceive us, what will other people think? but let's again keep it real it's like it's okay to be scared yeah. particularly at the minute it's like it makes oh when we talk about fear like this it makes me think of jerry and uh, you need to fear <laughs> <It's down laughs> yeah. Like, well yeah that's cool um you, you know to yeah. give up your job or whatever and let's remember you know lots of us are having um a, a huge amount of professional challenges at the minute as well as personal um stuff so redundancies and furlough yeah. and insecurity in that way so it's okay to be scared and it's okay to just be hanging on for dear life at the minute i think yeah. um and just taking it day by day and, and whatever comes along i think when we look at it 
much more with that growth mindset like we've just been talking about I think again there is that choice point in how we use that fear as a what's the word I'm looking for is like a, um, as more of an adrenaline rather yeah, than a nervous yeah, yeah. energy yeah rather than an anxious energy that choice point is um, and I hate to sound a bit like you know who moved my cheese or anything like that I am not <laughs> yeah. I am not diminishing the impact of, of being made redundant or anything like that but there is that you know one door closes another door opens like cheese alert it's like yeah, yeah. okay so um there's Part that the choice there as well great pun yeah cheesy <laughs> <laughs> thank you um so it's like you know okay so what now what now um and and often when there is that fear involved like we're talking about just that element of making that decision that we talked about that decision of where am I going to put my focus what can I do now yeah. um just immediately empowers us and gives us a little bit of that control back when everything else feels so out of control yeah. and I had this earlier this year like I'm sure everyone listening had and you did as well um so when it all hit you know um so facilitation coaching everything particularly face to face completely out the window blah 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 everyone had that that's cool we've all yeah. kind of experienced that in our own way and I had my own few wallow days and so on as I'm sure you did um <laughs> but what for me Mom's <laughs> <a bit>. <laughs> <laughs> and what I started to do was um saying okay so what what now what next what yes. can I do to get a little bit of control back and I didn't have all the steps I still don't have all the steps mapped out um but I started to do the first few little things that I could do to think I mean I was already I've, I've been doing virtual development for eight years now so luckily I didn't have to pivot to that either and and yeah, that was yeah. so I'd I was one of the few who had heard about zoom and loved them <laughs> kind of before, yeah, yeah, before yeah. Everyone else. um but um I remember telling Sean my partner um we were walking the dogs one day and I said so you know and this was still maybe the say like late March early April I was saying so these are my plans and this is what I'm going to do and I thought that I could perhaps offer this out and I was thinking oh I might I might build up the YouTube channel a bit more. And I'm thinking that that could be a really good help for people. And so I was telling him all these plans and and he said, his words were, I said, God, you sound really positive. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, yeah, I said, that's what helps me. I said, if I I said, who knows what the bloody hell is going to happen next? I said, but this is what helps me to feel a bit more in control. And it's like, no, no, that's good. That's good. And he hates it when I'm flicking to coaching mode or anything. He's like, stop yeah. coaching me. It's all yeah, my friends. I've had that before, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're so positive. But it was more than, that's why, again, I get a bit heated when we do it. It's much more than that positive mental attitude of hope for the best or keep your yeah. chin up. I think all of this, when we talk about fear, it sits firmly inside this realm of we're all going to have trauma. We are all going to have um the the stuff hit the fan you know um and so it's about being ready for that when it comes it's about building our resilience so that we have the stocks there when it comes um and really being so careful about what we choose to focus on yeah definitely i think it reminds me of something i remember um training a long time ago is that if you were to associate uh fear and excitement so fear Let's say you're about to go on stage on X Factor, right? Sweaty palms, hearts pumping, adrenaline's pumped around. I'm nervous, right? How do you associate excitement? Well, people would say, yeah, adrenaline's pumping, hands are sweaty. It's the same thing, but your brain makes that choice going, you know, like the limbic part of your brain will be going, you're going to mess up here. This is going to be nervous for you. And actually it's the same feeling, but it's that choice. 
and I can't remember who this uh, who said this so forgive me and the listeners if you know who this is then please tell me but there was an experiment done on a plane where this guy was genuinely really scared of flying and instead of him you know he was shaking his, his hands were sweaty but instead of him actually um, saying, oh, I'm really nervous, I'm really nervous, he just shouted out as loud as he can, going, I'm really excited, I'm really excited, I'm really fun. <laughs> and it actually went okay for him, but he was just associating that, oh my God, I'm getting sweaty palms, therefore that means that I'm nervous. But actually he went, no, I'm going to use this as an excitement. Yeah. And he was making that choice between. Yeah, you know, it's a total yeah. choice for it. I don't know the yeah. experiment, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, but, I have to find out um, who it was, yeah. The, yeah, but the essence of what you're saying is that I could feel, when you said about the X Factor, I could feel my, my heart yeah, beat yeah. a little bit faster. Yeah. Like, oh, that's how it's hideous. Um, yeah. And uh, mind you, I do like a bit of carrying for you after a few drinks. So when we used to be like... <laughs> um, but... Yeah. Um, and then there's that, yeah, that's really interesting what you say about how we use that energy because, yeah, with the um, with the brain trying its best to help us so much and at the same time doing so much to harm us because it's trying to keep us safe and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's no doubt, I mean, I would put myself into that situation regularly when I would meet a new client when I would facilitate with a new group of people Um, and there's a couple and I think that adrenaline can drive you on and I think the moment you start to take that for granted um, and then there's the other element of we get what we focus on so you know if we focus on oh they're going to hate me or why am I doing this or I don't have what it takes then you know that's going to play through yeah, so I think there's with that I mentioned much earlier now that those the impact of those words we say out loud in our own head. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point to revisit those, I think, because so often that irrational brain that you mentioned or that that um irrational voice. Yeah. Um it's totally based in um well, irrational thinking. Yeah. So so again, the choice is do we allow that to ride itself out? Um, and play itself out or do we start to recognize it switch off the autopilot get logical with it and tell it to shut up and rewrite yeah, the story yeah, yeah. yeah it's like boxing the chimp isn't it putting it in the box and letting yeah. the um the process or the rational and, thing could deal with this logically you know absolutely and we need and again it's important to say we need to listen to that little voice a little bit so yeah but not all the time yeah yeah i, I think back to when i performed on stage you know which is a time that was so long ago. I can't remember stages anymore. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, you you do get nervous, and, and it's a good thing. I use it as a great thing because if I'm nervous, I know that I'm excited, that I care, I'm passionate, that I want to do a good job. But in your brain, you know, you're thinking, "Oh my god, this is nerve wracking. My heart's pumping. I'm sweating." But actually, rationally and logically, I know that I've been performing magic for over ten years. I know how to do this job. So why would my brain be telling me that you're nervous? But you turn that around, and I'd make it a choice. Say, "No, this is great. This is excitement." I'll fire yeah. up those work anthems, you know, put a bit of um, yeah. some oh, yeah. music on to get me into that mindset that actually, do you know what? A bit of adrenaline's good and a bit of fear yeah, is good. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yes, music's huge. Um, I think it was Oscar Wilde said something like, the day I don't have stage fright is the day I give up. Yeah, yeah it was something along those lines. I think, yes. Yeah. But again, so many of us, we just we we just let it play out. We don't do the work, and that's why I'm saying this. We, you know, we need we have that choice to put the focus and the energy and the commitment into m- making it different, into having a different experience. I love that. Thank you, Chris. So, Chris, a question I'd like to ask you that I ask all of my guests is: for anybody that's running a business right now who's 
you know, facing loads of choices to make right now, mm. what tips or recommendations or advice would you provide for them right now? Okay. I reckon I've got one hopefully quite good tip for if you are running a business, if you are working in a business, whatever that looks like for you. And I think that sometimes we just need that reminder that we have faced tough times before and you know what's going to happen. We'll get through this big period of change and something else is going to come along and blindside us. And that's just how change goes. Personally, I hate that phrase, the new normal, because this is just the way it goes. It just feels particularly challenging at the minute. Um, So I think if nobody has ever told you this, whoever is listening to this, you are doing brilliantly. You are getting through it and we'll get out the other side. Have a strong mindset, get resilient because get ready for the next thing that will (laughs) hit. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Great point. And Chris, I think it's um, important to understand about your YouTube channel as well, because as I said at the start of this, uh, Chris's YouTube videos, uh, YouTube channel is absolutely amazing. He's got some fantastic videos with tips, advice about fear, about resilience, about confidence on camera. Um, tell us about that. Yeah. Where can people find you? And yeah. Tell us about the YouTube channel. Well, thank you. I hope we're not building it up too much. I've, <laughs> I really enjoy, I've really enjoyed starting to build up the YouTube. It's called CM Learning over there, funny enough, on YouTube. CM <laughs> Learning. Um, and I, it started out as I wanted. I've, I've been doing videos for quite a long time. Yeah, kind of just one takes to camera, really stuff like that. Um, and I wanted to make them something more that I could offer to people that I work with as a resource. And then it kind of just evolved where I was seeing so many themes where people needed support across all these areas we've been talking about. And I thought, well, why not just put them out there to help as many people as possible? So, yeah, I'm starting to get quite a nice little back catalogue now, all the stuff you've just mentioned and everything that we've talked about today in terms of that inner critic and negative emotions, difficult conversations, growth mindset. Um, There's quite a nice little collection on there. And I drop a new one every Wednesday. So yeah, if anyone is looking for something to have a regular kind of resource for their mindset and resilience, I would love to have you in the gang over there. And we can probably put the link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes for anyone to go follow Chris. It's, It's really great. I've been loving these videos for the last probably what six or seven weeks now. Yeah. So yeah, go over there, give him a little follow, give him a little. You are the around. person. You are the one. <laughs> <laughs> I get two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, but you and Sean. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for that. And and for everybody else, if they want to keep in touch, find out more about what you do. Where can they find you? Yeah, the website cmlearning.co.uk, and that breaks down how people can work with me, whether that's for workshop facilitation or coaching. And that's got all my socials on there too. So it'd be great to connect. I'm always on, uh, you know, like you said earlier, splattered across all the social media stuff <laughs> with um, things to help people keep mindset and resilience front and center for them. So I'd love to connect on there. And then we've talked a lot, of course, about resiliency today. So if people would like my 10 top tips summarized on a page, which has lots of relevant links to those YouTube videos, then I can put the link of where to get that in the show notes as well, if you want, right. or you can. <laughs> once yeah. I give you the <laughs> we'll do that, yeah. Yeah, so well, we'll pop that into the show notes for everyone as well. That's great. Brilliant. Cool. Chris, absolute pleasure. I've been waiting for a while for this one yeah. and uh, I've really enjoyed it. So thank you for coming on to the show. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Ricky. Mm-hmm. 
thank you, Chris, for coming on to the show. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I hope everyone listening out there, you've took some value from this episode too. Don't forget, head to the show notes, and you can find the link to download Chris's top 10 tips for resilience. And as mentioned, if you want to receive my free tips and tricks each week to help create success in your business, head to www.wikilock.co.uk forward slash unlocked. As always, thank you so much for your continued support. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, then please head over to Apple Podcasts, you leave a little review and subscribe to the podcast so you know when the next episode of Unlocked is available. Wherever you are, stay safe and I will join you on the next episode of Unlocked. Unlocked.